just joining us uh, the first time this year. We've been going through the book of James, and how many of you love the book of James? Now, I love it because it's one of those books that it just, it steps on everybody's toes. If you read the book of James, and you think, that doesn't apply to me, you need help, okay? You're just not, uh, Jesus help you. It's, it applies to all of us, right? So we've been going through the book of James, we went through chapter 1, chapter 2, and we're jumping into chapter 3. And uh, this morning's message kind of is called Radioactive Words. So how many of you growing up as kids, you, you heard the saying, bricks and stones break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That's, that's just the dumbest thing. What did I say? Bricks. 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 Oh! <laughs> sticks and stones, okay. You know, some people grow sticks, I grow bricks, okay? And I know my personality a little bit. Uh, bricks and stones. That would do it, wouldn't it? Sticks and stones, thank you. Break my bones. I grew up in the mean streets of Burlington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things down there. Yeah. Yeah, the cornfield. Sticks was what? The bricks and stones. Anyway, sticks and stones will break my bones. The words will never hurt me. I, I mean, I always thought that was the dumbest thing. It, it's not true, is it? I mean, words can hurt. I mean, I've, how many of you have had some broken bones? You know, things happen to you. Bones heal. How many of you still are hurting from things that were said to you? life. How many of you are still hurting from things you said to yourself? Words are powerful. So that saying is just completely not true. Words have the capacity to be the most destructive weapon any one person can wield. Think about it. Wars are stopped, started because of words. We all know the saying, a pen is mightier than the sword. Words truly are much more dangerous than any physical weapon that we as humanity can grasp. We don't even have to be taught how to use our words as weapons. Uh, it's amazing how young of an age as children, we learn how to say things in just a certain way, kind of dig at our parents a little bit, or uh, I'm sure none of you ever did that, like I did. Uh, or you learn, I, there's a comedian I was listening to recently, and uh, he was talking about parenting is difficult, and he's, he's got his child, and he said, in their home, there's two words that no one's allowed to say in their word. These, these words are the equivalent of, of the, the F word in the home. It's stupid and hate. Because if you say someone's stupid and hate, you're taking away their dignity as, as human. So they, they don't allow those words in their home. And one day he put his child on timeout, and the kid looked at him and said, You're a stupid hate. <laughs> He's like, I know what you did there. I just broke your code. You just took the two worst words and put them together. Said so the kid's a little linguist. Words. Are dangerous. Our, our main text theme from our text this morning, kind of the big idea we're looking at, that we'll be uh, kind of taking notes right now. Our words have the power to speak life or death into the world around us. So be careful what you say and how you say it. If you're going to take anything away, if you're like me and you can only take a couple things at a time, you can write that down and put everything else. Uh, packed around it. But our ability to communicate is a divine gift from God 
that gives us the power to speak life, healing, and hope into the world around us. See, like every other gift, everything else that God has given us, we in our brokenness and, and through uh, demonic uh, distortion, we take the gifts that God gives us and we do something bad with them, don't we? Like God created everything, everything is good, but what we do with it messes it up, right? So the ability to communicate, the ability to, to speak words, the ability to speak power and life into others, the opposite, that which is evil, is also true. We have the ability to speak death and destruction and chaos into the world around us. How many of you didn't know you were that powerful? Alright? So you're like, man, I knew I should have worn my Superman underwear today. Super powerful. Some of us did. I was going to say who. James chapter 3, verse 1 through 12. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Oh, I forgot that part. I think I'm done. <laughs> what, is, what does James say? So he starts off, first he's saying, don't be too quick to think we have the answers. Don't be too quick to think we have the answers and we got to teach it to everybody else. Especially when it comes in, in terms of, of speaking on behalf of God, we better make our duty sure we're speaking the truth of God's Word and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. If we think and we claim to be speaking on behalf of God, we better make sure that we're speaking the truth of God's Word and doing it at the leading by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Part often, and I heard a, read an article not too long ago, and or kind of skimmed through it, was talking about we, in the body of Christ, particularly in our American Evangelical Church, we need more Bible readers and less Bible quoters. I think uh, the author's name was Russell Moore who said that. This, this idea that so many in our culture, we, we've reduced our faith and we've reduced following Christ to these little quibits, these little bumper sticker quotes, and we've just thrown out those little patches and fixes and everything. It doesn't work. It gives a, a distorted view of Scripture. So James is saying we need to be careful. We, we need to be very cautious when we speak about the things of God. He's saying we need to be, we need to be very humble, and a humble need and desire to understand and apply God's word in my own life should be my motivation for reading and studying the Bible. Studying the Bible out of the need to be right and prove others wrong will blind me from the truth that the Bible teaches and turn me into an arrogant and self-righteous spiritual jerk. Yeah. And so James is saying, don't be so quick. We need to have a humble spirit. If we're going to speak words of life on behalf of God, we need to make sure it's what God wants us to speak. 
And then as James points out next, none of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes. But two, verse 2, indeed we all make mistakes. We make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. It's kind of saying our, our words, our mouth is the toughest part of our being to control. Those thoughts, those impulses, those uh, things that just fly out of us. It's the hardest thing for us to control. For some of us, it's harder than others. Verse 3. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. He's using these examples, and even though you have this big, powerful animal, you put one small thing in its mouth, you control this large beast just by its mouth. And though a ship's large, and though it may be huge, powerful gusts of wind blowing against it, that rudder still helps steer and direct that ship. And in the same way, we may think our words and our, and our the things that we say may be a small, insignificant thing, but the reality is, the things we say, the words that come out of our mouth, often steer the direction of our life. And sometimes even steer and push and direct the direction of other people's lives as well. Little words can have big consequences. When you've ever said something and you didn't think it was a big deal, and then after you said it, your wife lets you know it was a big deal. <laughs> you know, okay. Or the other way around, maybe why you said something, but unfortunately maybe your husbands are like me and they don't they just secretly are mad at you and then eventually they kind of blow away and they're like, what's your problem? And you're like, it's what you said. Or didn't say. You have feelings too, you know. <laughs> One statement spoken has the power to steer a life's direction. And if you've ever wondered why positive, encouraging people more often than not seem to be floating in peaceful waters in life, have you ever wondered that? Have you ever wondered why you know some people are like, man, they're just they're so peaceful, what is, and they're always so encouraging. And why? Why is that? And then some people we think, why are they so negative and grumpy and their life always in the stormy waters of chaos? Why is that? It's because their words and their attitudes are steering their life's direction. If we complain a lot, our life will drift into the waters of other complainers. If we speak positive things regularly, we will find ourselves drifting and being lumped with other people who are also positive. It's weird how that works, isn't it? Verse 5. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. 
It is a whole world of wickedness. Ouch. Corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, or it is set on fire by hell itself. Ooh, that's brutal. The words that come out of our mouths are coming from a place. And if the words coming out of our mouth aren't giving life, they're not coming from heaven. If the words coming out of our mouth are causing destruction and chaos, they're saying they are coming from hell itself. We are creating hell on earth itself through our words and the things that we say. A modern, I think maybe it would be interesting to see uh, the author of James was around today when he would how you would work in our modern social media and what people post. But, but if you look at how people react to one another and the way people respond, especially in this political climate and our, just with so many people having different ideas and everyone's idea is the right one and everyone else's is the wrong one, our mouth is basically a radioactive nuclear device. Our mouths are in, in our communication, whether we're typing or speaking or signing, whatever. Our ability to communicate is like a radioactive nuclear device. And just like a nuclear reactor, you can create, it's powerful, you can create energy, you can create things that help and, and, and power things, or you can destroy everything. And sometimes we, we forget that aspect, that what we say has huge consequences within our lives and the lives of others. I can imagine if James was, was writing this and what he would have to say, you know, if he's saying this about speech, imagine what he would say about today on our, our Facebook and, and Twitter accounts, because here's a guy, I can imagine he'd be like, um, so you type this, you reread it to correct your spelling and still hit send or still hit post. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Now, if you're like me, okay, you have had to go in there and hit delete a couple times, okay? I, I'm as guilty as anyone else. James is saying we need to we need to stop. We need to think about what's coming out. And it's much, much better to not hit post. It's much, much better to, to not speak the words than to have to hit delete later or to write a huge apology letter. It's much easier to not make a mess than to clean up a mess. And if you have kids, you're going to say amen. Try to teach them. Verse 7. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. And sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. 
And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. And I, I love this passage because every single one of us has the ability to communicate. And every single one of us have used this powerful, God-given gift in the wrong way. And it's so easy for us to, to slip into a place of arrogance and pride and, and be, hey, Jesus, we love you, you're so amazing, blah, blah, blah. Ah, that person's a jerk, blah, blah, blah. We tear them down because we're right. And they're wrong. And we allow this, this, this evil arrogance and pride to, to stir up and come flowing out of us. Verse 11. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives? Or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. You know, the scripture says, from the abundance of our heart, our mouth speak. And so the idea of a source, this water source, so fresh water comes up out of the ground, there's a fresh spring. There's fresh water coming out at the surface because... At the source, there is fresh water. And that tainted water is coming out because at the source, it is tainted, right? And so if we know that we in our human nature are broken and we're in process and we're not always perfect... And so sometimes what happens, we've got the river of life, we've got God within us, we've got the Holy Spirit bringing new water, that fresh water, living water is flowing out of us, but every so often, we get a little bitter, don't we? We get a little salty. And we need to know that, because when it starts getting a little bitter, we start getting a little salty, we need to shut the tap off and let it quit coming out. Until the Holy Spirit can purify us again, and then reopen the tap and let the fresh water come back out. So James is reminding us, saying, we all get a little bitter, we all get a little salty, none of us are perfect. But we need to realize the power that God has given us to speak life into the world around us. We are children of God. And when we are being led and empowered by the Holy Spirit, the words that we speak, they are not hollow words. They are words that echo through this universe, reverberating the will of God. How cool is that? And when we speak words that are against the will of God, and we do, it it goes against the will of God and tries to shake and destroy what God is wanting to build. And so what James is saying is we need to be so careful what we say. Because with our words, we are either contributing and helping build the kingdom of God, or we are speaking against it and, and sabotaging and, and shaking and destroying what God is wanting to build. 
We can't speak healing to the world when we are saying hurtful things. And are there things in this world that are not just and that make us mad? Yes. And are there things in this world that need to be spoken against? Yes. But the way we do it must be the way of Christ and not the way our arrogant self thinks it should be. Because I guarantee you the way I want to speak to the problems in this world is very different than the way Jesus wants to speak to the problems in this world. The way Jesus wants to fix this world is very different than the way I would want to fix the problems in this world. I'm more with Peter, like, let's pull out the swords, let's do this. Pray hard! <laughs> God has called us to speak life into the world. We are to speak life into the darkness, we are to speak peace into the chaos, healing into the broken. And we can't speak hope into the world if we are speaking hopelessness. There's nothing that grieves me and drives me nuts more than seeing a Christian post on Facebook, I am hopeless, there's nothing to live for. You're kidding me. We have everything to live for. We have everything to hope for. And so the reality is sometimes, yes, we feel that way, don't we? Sometimes we feel abandoned. Sometimes we, we've got to stop and realize the waters have been tainted inside us. And we need to shut the cap off. And hold on and let God renew us before we start spinning it out. Because the enemy tricks us into thinking, you got this in there, you've got to get it out, and you're going to feel better. Get it out. Let that person know what you really think about. And for a while, it is self-gratifying. A lot of stupid things that mess up our life are very gratifying. Let's just be honest. For a moment. And then the bill comes through. And there's broken relationships. We can't speak peace into the world if we are speaking out in anger. There are things in this world that are wrong and make us angry. The Bible says be angry and sin not. So when we get angry and it's a very powerful emotion, we, we it's easy to revert into that, that, that self that wants to deal with things. I want we need to stop. Don't let anything come out. Remember what Bambi's mom said? Or Thumper's mom, sorry. You can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. We need to stop and be so careful what we communicate and how we communicate. And it's not even just what we say, but how we say something. You could say something that sounds good, but the way you say it can just be very spiteful and hurtful and manipulative. That's a salty, bitter spring coming out of we can't speak love into the world if we are professing hate. It's okay to hate injustice. It's okay to hate sin. 
It is not okay to hate people. Now we're imperfect and we do. Help me. There's times I've watched the news and hate stirs very quickly. But that person that my hate is stirring towards is the very person that Christ also died for. And who is also made in the image of God. And so when a certain terrorist was killed and dragged through the streets, there was a time I would have cheered and posted how much I was enjoying and satisfied to see that. But when God works in us, all of a sudden we see a person who missed out on knowing a true and loving God. And we should never celebrate and speak that kind of hate and death to the world. Our words have the power to speak life or death to the world around us. So let us be careful what we say and how we say it. May we be quicker to, to shut off the flow of our words than we are to turn it on. Because the words inside us can be changed by the Holy Spirit, but once we release them, they're out there. And God is gracious, God forgives us, and, and God may be even bringing things to our minds right now that we've said and we've done, and we didn't realize at the time, like, oh man, screw that one up. God is good, He is gracious, He is the God who restores, and as we repent, as we put it in God's hands, as we go to those that we've hurt, and we say, you know what, that was wrong. God honors that, and God will work, and He will bring about beautiful things in His time. So this morning, our, our reflection question is to kind of help us process through this week. And as we get together in our, our different connection groups, uh, these questions we're going to be getting together, just asking each other, or just kind of talking about them briefly, just to keep what we're learning fresh within our minds, and People have missed, it helps them get caught up. But number one, what kind of conversations do I frequently find myself having? What kind of conversations do I frequently find myself having? Because that's going to help us look and see, okay, God, what kind of water I got coming out of me? Is it fresh? Is it life giving? Is it maybe a little bitter, a little salty? Just ask God to help you with these questions. What kind of conversations do I frequently find myself having? Two, do my words ever reveal areas of my heart and mind not in line with Christ? Three, in what way or ways might God be leading me to exercise more control over what I speak and communicate in my everyday life. 